You're going to hear from <clears throat> Damian Hughes, the girls' basketball coach at Newberry. They are in postseason play as well. Uh, and then a very special treat today. Um, James Bates, his dad, Jim Bates, are both here in studio. They will join us here momentarily to reminisce a little bit. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun. And so that's what we have today. Future days this week, the Leanne, Leanne Wong is going to join us, who's done such great things uh, with Gator Gymnastics. She'll be here tomorrow. Uh, Tim Walton, as Gator softball begins its season uh, this weekend. So uh, all that's going to be taking place. But now let's bring in longtime Eastside Boys basketball coach Pop Williams, talk about his team. They're in district tournament play tonight at Santa Fe High School. Pop, it's good to have you back. How are you? Glad to be here, Steve. I'm doing okay. How about yourself? I'm doing all right, Pop. Thanks for doing That's this. Uh, okay, let, let's let's talk about your team this year. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, ups and downs certainly, but where's your team? Well, well, let's start with it. What kind of a year has it been for you to this point? Um, it's been up and down. A lot of injuries that have been taking place. Um, I mean, we're still young. Um, just you know, two seniors. Um, one really scores, and the other one just a defensive player. We got a lot of young kids that's really putting the ball in the basket. So that's the way we at to be so young and up and down. So that's that's understandable. Now you got you got action tonight over at Santa Fe High School. Tell us who you play and, and what what that team brings to the table. Well, well, Keystone pretty well coached team. Um, Keystone, I think they like fourteen and nine. Um, you know, I think we have a, a, a good shot tonight. You know, I mean, it depends on, you know, what team shows up to be so young. Um, like I said earlier, that they're so young, sometimes they'll come and sometimes they're still, they're still on the bus. So <laughs> tonight they'll come to play. Uh, you know, what you've been doing this a long time, and I never thought I would ever ask you a question uh-huh. about yes, your sir. thoughts on high school kids being able to transfer. I never thought we would see that day but you're now living that. What are your thoughts on that after coaching for so long? Um, I, you know, it's so it's so hard. Like, you know, it's, it's really, um, really it's a parents. You think about it, because a kid is a minor. He can't find any paperwork. So it's up to the, the parent want the kids to go. I think some of the kids will stay, um, but I think it'd be more the parents want them to move away. Um, even though things are hard, you know, I just think it's all about the parents and not the kids sometimes. Uh, when you approach, you've done this for so long. When you approach tournament play, pop, even if you're really good or you know having an okay year, how do you approach it? Do you say, you know, we're going to build on what we did, or hey, everybody's zero and zero at this point? How do you approach that? Um, we go to like you said. We we start out a new season. District is a new season. Um, the, the scary thing about a team like teams that have been rolling during the season. Um, I don't kind of like evaluate a lot of things as I've been coaching. A lot of those teams sometimes that um, peak so early is wind up falling somewhere in the playoff because they be on peak and they they kind of settle and looking so far ahead because they think they're gonna you know get to that that spot, but then they overlook some teams that really is hungry. So the playoffs is a really tough situation, and you really got to be ready to play when it comes to district. Where do you think your team has improved the most from the start of the season to now? Well, I think right now, um, you know, they, they're improving a lot defensively. And um, our problem has been a, like, a lot of scoring. Because if you go by all the games we have played, I mean, we've been keeping keep people up under, what, 45 a game? Um, even though we had a couple of teams that, you know, probably get like 61 or whatever. But all our average, you know, 
teams are scoring, what, 45, 46 points a game on us, and we're not putting in the hole. I mean, you know, we just got to have more confidence in our shot selection and, and know where to basket at. I mean, we just – and, Steve, another thing, you can't turn the ball over 20-some times and expect to stay in the game neither. That's true. Let me ask you one final mm-hmm. thing here. Um yes, the three-point line has changed the game from the NBA, you know, down to your level. Is it now more three-point centric? Are are kids taking that shot more? Is is you know posting up and things like that? Is that not done as much at the high school level? No, it's gone, man. It's all about the three ball. <laughs> Everybody want to see the touchdown hands go up. Both hands go up. You know, big man's want to shoot, and then it leads back what you said. Once you don't let kids do what they want to do, they want to transfer because they think they. They six four, six five. That can help their team win a state championship, but they want to be outside. And and you got to think about the kid. You know, on the next level, at six five, I'm gonna be a in a So I think a lot of kids' mindset would be set like that. Even if they six five or six seven, they don't want to play around the back. They want to shoot three. Eastside's going to play Keystone tonight, six o'clock, over at Santa Fe High School as part of the district tournament and their classification. Pop, always good to have you. Thanks for doing this. Good luck tonight. All right, thanks, Steve. Thanks for being here. You got it, Pop. Thank you. Pop Williams, longtime Eastside High School uh, boys basketball coach. All right. A pleasure to have the Bates boys here in the studio. Jim and James Bates are here. I haven't seen Jim in a long time, so it's great to see him. Of course, having Batesy here. Fellas, thank you for doing this. I I wanted to get you, Batesy, because you've done the portrait show, which I think is really – when I'm, you have fun whatever you do. I know that, but you really seem to enjoy that format and what you're doing. And and for those who don't know, how did that show come about for you? Ah, thank you, thank you, thank. You. Well, thanks for having us on. Yep. And, uh, you know, this is this is perfect because uh, I'm coming from my class now in my twelfth semester. By good, the way, how good, about that? Good grief! Been here for a while. Victor Prieto was was here, uh, an OG there in in my class, one of my former students, and. Uh, had my dad in today to to talk some ball and get everybody ready for for the Super Bowl next week. But um, you know, the, uh, thanks for for pointing that out. Uh, the, the the style of the the portrait show, um, which for those who haven't seen it, um, we've done one with Coach Spurrier, Mac Brown, uh, a Roy Williams one is getting ready to come out in the next few weeks, and uh, and with Mike Leach, uh, who we we unfortunately lost this football season, but we spent. A couple days with him down in Key West, uh, running around, and you know, just the typical go sit down uh, with the individual, but at the same time go do some activities. And with Leach, it just so happened we went snorkeling and and, and sitting out on a boat, and, and Leach uh, strips his shirt off, and he's sitting there just hammering this big hoagie. He's got mayonnaise all over his face. <laughs> just some unique characters really out there. And and it's really shoot when when I was here as a student. Uh, Things were a little bit more like that. It's, it's it's a little bit of a throwback because it's it's slowing things down. Who sits around and watches a forty-five minute show anymore, an, an hour show anymore? Um, but I've kind of missed it. And it, and they incorporate into the portraits that we paint through meeting these individuals. It, it incorporates my art, and we'll go and shoot the wraps back in my studio here in Gainesville, my art studio, uh, and and do a portrait, a painting of of these people, which, by the way, uh, I did my portrait of Leech with a pirate patch on his eye because, you know, he's fascinated with the pirates, and he buys it. Of all people, like, 
Who who is gonna buy a, a painting of themselves with a as a painted as a pirate and hang it in their house? Mike Leach is the only one, right? Wow, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, but but thank you so much, and uh, we're we're trying to set one up with Derek Brooks coming up here soon. Uh, but I've really enjoyed those, and I just um, and thanks for noticing that it's a, it's a good fit because it's uh, it's really fun to to get to know people and just really spend some time uh, with some of those people. When did you get the art? Have you always had the art bug? I have, but... You Got know. it from me. Yeah. <laughs> really? No. I do a tremendous job with a stick man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, just just look at his handwriting, and you'll know that's not the truth. But, you know, it was like growing up, it was all, you know, Jim Bates was, was helping me be a better linebacker. And I was, you know, everything was kind of geared towards, oh, I want to be a, a really good football player. And I, and I knew I always liked to create and always liked to draw, but it just never even uh, crossed my mind that I could make that some sort of a career and even when i was here at school i probably should have taken art classes because i sat in class and drew pictures you know when i <laughs> but but not in art classes is the problem exactly um but it's just something that that i've always just enjoyed creating and and, and jerry spurrier is actually one of the people who who really uh first noticed my uh um, my oh uh, art skills I guess uh, when somebody would get in trouble on the team I would draw a big cartoon of them on the dry erase board there in the locker room and and she heard uh, she used to do the aerobics for the women's sports which my wife now girlfriend then Tina was a swimmer and she used to do the aerobics and they're getting ready to go to SECs and she came up to me and she said you know nobody ever does anything for these swimmers you guys get all this gear all these goodies and stuff will you design a SEC championship shirt for them and I was like well heck yeah you know yeah. not only do I get to make a shirt but I get brownie points with my girlfriend Tina yeah that's good we're going to take a break. If you have a question or a comment for either Jim or James, they're going to stick, stick around a little bit. I've got a lot to ask them. 1213 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Preston Hayes. In high school basketball, some notable games happening in the boys' district tournament are Williston vs. Cedar Key and Eastside vs. Keystone Heights. The Los Angeles Lakers take on Oklahoma City Thunder tonight with NBA All-Star LeBron James just 36 points shy of breaking the NBA's all-time scoring record. The record was set by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar nearly 40 years ago. Game tips off at 10 on TNT. The Tampa Bay Lightning face off against the San Jose Sharks. The Lightning are looking to rebound after a 7-1 loss to the Florida Panthers on Monday night. Coverage of the game starts here at 8. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Preston Hayes. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Folks, I've been telling you for a while now about a terrific local charity, the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. And Gator Nation's really stepped up to help them a lot. And they thank you for that. Now, the Rodeaver Boys Ranch houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes, and they are sustained by your donated vehicles. So if you have an unwanted car, truck, motorcycle, just about boat, any kind of vehicle, they will take it from you at the Rodeaver Boys Ranch. And what they do, they get these vehicles, the boys that are there fix them up, they then resell them. It teaches them real-life skills. So please consider donating your vehicle there, and those donations are tax-deductible. Help a really great cause. If you want to find out more about what the Road Heaver Boys Ranch does, you can Google Boys Ranch Palatka, and you can go to their website, too, which is 
rbr.org, rbr.org, and you can learn more about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. The big screen. Big screen. The atmospheric lighting. The unbelievable sound. There's only one place you could be. Uh, yeah. Um, at my house? Oh, yes. Very nice. Get the home theater you have always dreamed of. Electronics World in Gainesville. Visit electronicsworld.net for more information. Finding security is a tricky thing. It's one part minimizing risk in all facets of life, and one part that fluffy blankie you had when you were three. And since Radiant Credit Union can't get into Grandma's attic to find Mr. Snuggles, we can help secure your financial future with our adjustable rate certificates. Let us secure your savings with rates starting at 4.93% APY for 12 months. Visit RadiantCU.org forward slash secure. 12-month certificate requires $1,000 minimum balance to open account, $10,000 balance to earn APY. This Valentine's Day, you'll fall in love with our Amore Valentino menu at Pomodoro's. Take advantage of our special menu with your special someone this Valentine's Day at Pomodoro's with special appetizers, entrees, and more. Visit PomodoroCafe.com. Pomodoro, it's the place if you're craving a getaway. It's the true Trattoria and Gainesville, Florida at Pomodoro Cafe. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. It was an opportunity for me to put everything I was as a person into work. They have so much to offer, and they need to be respected and taken care of and listened to. Being an ombudsman gives me that opportunity to pay it forward. For more information, go to ombudsman.elderaffairs.org. That's ombudsman.elderaffairs.org. This is Mark Wise with ESPN. And this is Steve Russell. And this is who? There it is. Is it enough for a game of basketball? Listen live every Monday morning at 11 a.m. as we talk hoops, the Gators, the SEC, and the top games in all of college basketball. Focus on the fundamentals. We've gone over time and time again. You can also listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and WRUF.com. Or listen at any time by finding Hoop There It Is on your favorite podcast platform. Hoop. WRUF Radio app. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM. WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF Radio app. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Real fun today to have Jim and James Bates here. If you have a question or a comment for them, you can call us, 392-8255. Jim, I want to ask about the year you spent at Florida, Steve Spurrier's first defensive coordinator. You coached in college in the NFL for a long time. What was that year like coaching under Steve? Well, it was tremendous, Steve. When I first came in in the spring, I didn't know if we could stop anybody. We had good personnel. I knew that. But, uh, like, we'd go down and have goal line scrimmage, and we'd stuff the offense in the running game, and he was throwing passes against 9-on-7. We had no secondary, and he'd say, touchdown, Batesy, and we'd go to the next drill. And uh, <laughs> he, and, uh, and during the summer, we had a we had a long break, longest break I ever had, Steve. 
Steve did it d- different, and <laughs> coaches had to love it because we were with the family a lot more. But we come into the first game of the season playing Oklahoma State, and I really know we got some good players, and we, we're going to be a good. But how good, I didn't know. And when when we get on that field and that offense just goes up and down the field, and, heck, we have 49 points in a, in a heartbeat, and we give them seven, I said, boy, we found us a good offensive coordinator in Steve Spurrier. Yeah. And <laughs> it was great. Coach has always given credit to the fact that he did inherit some defensive talent when he yes. came here. So yes. that was a good thing. Why'd you go to the NFL? Well, I got the chance to go to the NFL. And it, at that time, college coaches didn't make that much money. The head coaches made a good good sum of money, but the, the, the college coaches didn't. And um, Nick Saban and, and uh, Bill Belichick, I, uh, I contacted them. And uh, boom, they came right back to me, interviewed me, and, and I was up there, and I got a, a $40,000, $45,000 raise. Wow. And I hate to say it was because cause I really enjoyed Florida. I enjoyed college coaching. But when you're talking dollars and, and dollars, I mean, you got to take that opportunity, and and that's that's why I really made the decision because I loved Florida. And uh, like I said, there was great coaching under Steve, and we had a great first year. How was it working – with Belichick and Saban on the same staff? Well, uh, Bill was very good as far as letting Nick. Nick was the defensive coordinator. Uh, the first year I coached defensive line, I coached every position over my four years with Belichick. I coached every defensive Did you position. Really? How yeah. about that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd had a lot of versatility in my coaching career, and Bill was very upfront. Every year he'd ask me what position I could help him the most. And He'd, he'd go for it. So uh, I had a, a, a great opportunity of, of doing that at the highest level. When did you know your son was a pretty good football player? Well, we were at Texas Tech, and uh, on Saturday mornings, we usually played early in the fall. We played night games at Texas Tech in Lubbock, Texas. And uh, I got to see James play uh, really his first tackle uh, football game when he was a, a Pop Warner guy. The wow. Lubbock Paint Center and, Cowboys. Okay, and he, Lubbock Paint Center. Yeah, Love and, it. Yeah, and uh, they're lined up, and it's right. Yeah, it was either the first or second play of the of the game, and James's backside linebacker. They were playing, I believe, a five-two type front. They run a toss sweep out the defense's right side, offense's left side. And James r- runs across that field and blows the kid up on the sideline. And I says, hell, we aren't going to have to worry about paying for this kid's education. <laughs> <laughs> you knew even then. Huh? I like yes, that. All right. Yes. That was, it was a big blow-up hit. I, yeah. was, I was just I fun. couldn't wait to ask you both this from a player and a coach mm-hmm. perspective about NIL and about mm-hmm. how it's affecting the sport. So, James, I'll ask you, you know, with a player hat on, what do you think of all this? I like that, you know. It's I think it started with with the so much money being being put into the, the head coaches. Uh, you know, the Nick Saban. You know, the, some of those salaries that, that first started. It kind of, you know, at, at one point, it's always like, gosh, it'd be nice to be able to to give these guys a little bit of money. To you know, they're they're working so hard and putting so much into this, they don't have an opportunity to go get another job during college. Just you know, be able to. A little something to show for it but it, it just it went so fast in such a hurry and it feels like the the tooth, toothpaste is out of the tube so to speak and it just 
it's a little bit scary. It's uh, it's sad as much as anything. I mean, it, it I, I think it's really sad that it's that it, it's it's so far gone that it doesn't feel anything near what it felt like uh, just 25 years ago or so when we were over there living in Yon Hall. And, it, you know, I, I want that so bad. I, I just went, uh, they have a mentorship uh, program um, with Gator Maid and Savannah over there at the new facility. And, and I just went, Shannon Snell and, and a couple of uh, the other former players were over there meeting with some of the, the young, the freshmen that are in. And I just, just talking to them and just such such good kids and such great energy and I just I want them so bad I just want them all to just move them all into Yon Hall and have them experience what we experienced and to learn to like really care about one another to learn you know these are your brothers these are, these are your your freshman class your freshman brothers and and there's something about Yon there's something about going through a little bit tougher times that brings you together because you know come 96 fast forward five years most of us were redshirted but you know you can you can say oh well ohio state has this guy back and this defense back and this oh, they're number one in the nation but the one thing that you can never put your finger on on the outside is how well those guys get along how much do they love one another and nobody loved each other and cared for each other and would fight for each other more than we did that year and i you know and there are teams that can go win games and win them in all kinds of different ways but to but to do it with a brotherhood like that I just hope that we haven't lost that because that to me is the most special thing about playing college football is, is being with your boys and being with your team and that team mattering so, mattering so much to so many people. From a coaching perspective, Jim, uh, your thoughts on NIL just from that world. Of course, I'm not, I'm not close to it. I'm just like a fan like everybody else, but I absolutely hate it. I, I just, for a fan... We watch these young freshmen come in. We follow their sophomore, junior, senior year. We watch them when they're in, up and they're, they're winning games or when they're losing games, but we can identify. When you have guys that can come in, make certain amount of money, don't make as much as they can make at another school, can transfer in a year, uh, heck with it. That, that makes it hard for the coaches. It makes it hard for the fans. I just do not understand the rule. I do understand as far as the players getting paid some money, I think it's important. I've, I got, when I played at Tennessee, we got a $19 a month check because they didn't feed us on Sunday night at the dormitory at Tennessee. And we, and it gave blood when we wanted to go out with one of the best girlfriends, we gave blood on Fridays so we could have a good weekend. And I can understand giving them some money. I want them to give them some money, but why not do it like, and I hope I'm right on this, I've been told this, Texas Tech, they're giving $400 to every player. Everybody gets the same amount of money. Everybody's treated equally, and I really believe that's the way it should be done. But I'm, I'm far away from uh, the college football scene, but I'm very disappointed the way the NCAA and all the operating bodies are handling this. I want to ask something, too, Jim, from the NFL perspective, because, Batesy, you know this, too. When you have an athlete that's leaving college and going to the NFL – He's projected to be a high draft choice, like Anthony Richardson in this case I'm talking about. There's so much, you always hear the word potential. But in the NFL, do they draft? To me, if, if, you're playing a, if you're a 4-3 defense and you draft a guy that doesn't play in that, well, he's at a little bit of a disadvantage. Well, 
for Anthony Richardson in the NFL, isn't it all about the getting the right coach and putting him in the right system to succeed? Am I wrong in that? No. Um, every athlete has his different abilities as far as to be how versatile he can be. Some are true edge rushers. Some are are really run stoppers. Some can do it both. Some are very vers- so versatile they can play in a couple of different positions. And that, that takes a special athlete. But you have to be put into a situation that best suits your ability or you can fail in the NFL. And uh, it, it, takes, it takes making the decision on what you're getting from college and where you can put him in to the NFL scheme. Could you guys stay one more segment? Sure thing. Okay, yes. all right. Uh, 1227, time check brought to you by Hayes Chilowee. Jim and James Bates, got a question or a comment for them. I've got a couple more things I want to ask them before they uh, go today, and I appreciate them being here. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Everyone's talking about regenerative medicine now because people who have joint pain are getting real lasting relief without drugs or surgery. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting treatment. They use highly concentrated healing agents from your own body to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. If you have ongoing joint pain from arthritis or injury, you need to call QC Kinetics. Don't assume that steroids and surgery are your only options. Times have changed, and regenerative medicine can get you moving again with no downtime. Stop taking the pain meds and discover this remarkable alternative that pro athletes have been using for years. Thanks to QC Kinetics, this amazing treatment option is now available for folks like you and me who are sick and tired of joint pain. Spring's coming, and you want to enjoy all life has to offer. Call QC Kinetics now and get a free consultation with local medical professionals. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. World-class fishing. Crystal blue waters. Endless sunshine. There's so much about Florida's waterways to enjoy. Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission encourages you to take part in the National Spring Aboard Campaign and take a boating safety course today. You can take the course in a classroom or online. Just make sure you take a course. The knowledge gained by taking a course will make you and your family and friends safer and allow you to have more fun out on the water. To learn more, visit Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. I studied Spanish in college and never got fluent, but then I tried Babbel. Want the most effective way to learn another language? In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel's bite-sized lessons will have you learning another language in as little as three weeks. Babbel gets you speaking quickly about things you actually talk about in the real world. University studies have shown that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a semester of college Spanish. If you want to learn a new language, there's no better way than Babbel. Go to Babbel.com to try Babbel for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Mostly sunny throughout our Tuesday afternoon with warm highs in the mid to upper 70s. A few spots getting to the 80 degree mark. Tonight starting off mostly clear areas of patchy fog tomorrow morning. Lows in the lower 50s. Warmer tomorrow afternoon. Highs near 80 will get into the low to mid 80s on Thursday. Then a system should move through our area on Friday. That means scattered thunderstorms. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Gary in Florida, go. Hi, guys. I just want to tell you, I'm from Stewart, Florida, and I watch your show every morning at 6 o'clock. 
I drive the trolley tram down in Stewart, Florida, and I met Keyshawn Johnson several months back. I don't know if he remembers me, King, but I admire you guys. I think the three of you do a great job on the show. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. We're proud to be your home for Gators basketball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate that. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Jim and James Bates are here for one final segment. If you have a question or a comment for them, 392-8255. And I'll get the email up here, too, uh, srussell at wruf.com. And I didn't check it. My fault. I'll pull it up here now. While you're here, Bates, I have to ask you, because they're going to name a street after Coach Spurrier now, you know, near his restaurant. I don't know, even five or ten years ago, if somebody would have said to me, Steve Spurrier will own a restaurant, it was like, Stop it. But he really loves it. And now they're going to name the street after him. It's such a cool thing. Uh, I know you've had a great relationship with him. But, you know, from a player standpoint in relationship to Steve, what was it like for you? Oh, it was it was such a special time, such a magical time. And, and I think even though as a, as a young college kid, it's easy to kind of – Oh, just just look past that. You know everything that's going on. You're in that bubble. You go to class. You go to meetings. You you go watch tape and out to practice. And, and but but something about it. You know I I think it shows when we go and and we collect all these head ball coach stories that it was just we we knew to kind of try to 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 grasp onto all, all the uh, all the magic that was happening around us on the field and off the field. And uh, and you're right. I mean. The restaurant that you know that has Coach Spurrier's name on it, but it, you know Freddie Weeby is. I'm, I'm sure you know Freddie really well. Has done such a fantastic job with it. When I first heard the concept, I I thought it was just going to be like a like a University of Florida football head coach Cracker Barrel type of thing. Yeah, and I do like Cracker Barrel, but it's. I mean, it is as it's as it's as nice a, a restaurant as we have, and it, I, I mean that's what blows me away is, is how how nice it is, how much better it makes Gainesville. How uh, it, it's such a neat attraction. It's like a, a headball coach mecca, headball coach museum, and to be able to showcase all that stuff rather than just it sitting in in his trophy room in his in his at home office or, or his daughter Amy's house. It, it really is a special place. I'm proud to have a lot of my artwork there and. Uh, and I do agree with a few people on uh, social media that said we should name the street uh, uh, Steve Spurrier Pass uh, as opposed to Steve Spurrier Way. But it was his way for a long time around here. But he was also uh, was his way because of the way he passed it. Yeah, good point. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm glad I pulled the email up. Got a couple of questions for you from Sam. Uh, you, you kind of answered this, Jim. You said, Coach Bates, what was your experience coaching in Cleveland? Congrats on a wonderful career. Well, appreciated that in the career. Uh, Cleveland was tough. Bernie Kosar was on his way to retired to retirement. He uh, his arm wasn't near as strong. We didn't have as good offense. We had some good defensive players, and uh, played some real close games. The fans were tremendous. I was there with Belichick. We didn't have all the successes we were hoping to have, 
and I was there when uh, they played the last game in the in the old stadium. But uh, it was a great experience, especially with Belichick and Saban, and we had uh, uh, Kirk Ferentz, who's the head coach at Iowa. We had a, a great coaching staff. Wow. And it was a great experience for my first time in pro football. And basically one for you, he says, love all the prints you do. When is the Pride of the Sunshine canvas coming out? Ah, uh, Sam is asking that? Yeah, Thank Sam. you, Sam. Yeah, I, I'm proud of that one. So, Steve, I uh, I had a gentleman from Tampa uh, send me a, a note saying he was in the band, his brother was in the band, his dad was in the band, and his daughter is currently in the band and uh, and commissioned me to do a, a big band piece. And so this was a lot of times when the fall hits, I have to slam on the brakes on my on my painting, and, and you know that that's when I'm calling games in the ACC, and and so I, I put everything on pause until December. That was my first big commission once December hit this year. But I had all fall to think about it, and I was just trying to think how am I gonna how am I gonna capture all that is the Pride of the Sunshine Band? You know, if I put them on the field with Gators then there's a space of empty space in the stadium and how do i and so i'm i am so proud of of the way that that turned out uh, alan chevron is a photographer in town took some great uh, professional f- uh, photographs of it so i can get some really good prints made and i am right now sam uh working and i probably will make a couple calls here this afternoon to follow up on m- making sure i get those prints done so uh so bolo be on the lookout my man but i appreciate you asking me that I want to say this, Steve. Uh, there's nothing I've been more prouder than of James than doing this. How many things have ever been done? How many creations have ever been done for the band? Yeah. To great college bands for throughout this country, and to have one like we had at University of Tennessee, and we have here at the University of Florida, and for James to put that out and to honor. All the band members over the years, there's nothing been done like it. I'm so proud of James of doing it in such a spectacular form. He got it from his mom because he didn't get it from me. <laughs> <laughs> and Thanks. right in front of you, James, is a oh, band member. Yeah, well, right there, it's well, Elliot. It, I'm yeah. going to embarrass him a little bit here, but Elliot. Yeah. El, so, okay, so Jeremy Albert is the gentleman's name who commissioned me. He was a tenor sax. His dad was a tenor sax. His brother was a trumpet player, and his daughter, uh, Alyssa, is, is now in the band Tenor Sax. So okay. I painted them into this Gators uh, on the field, and, you, you, you know, I, this is you, this is you. It's, it's not like it has their name, but it's kind of, you know, that's a guy, that's a guy, this is a girl. And I sent Elliot, who was a student, you know, here producing show, I sent him a message, and I said, Elliot, send me a picture. Uh, send me a picture of, of you in a band uniform so I can see you with your instrument. And his reply what is it for? So I was a little bit busy that day. So Elliot, you could have been in this print. I wanted to include you in this print, but yeah, well, what is it for? What does it matter, Elliot? What does it matter? I thought it was your guy. So context would have been nice. <laughs> That's interesting. Oh uh, no, I, Elliot's great. He was my TA. And uh, and he was great in my class, but I miss seeing you around, man. That's 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 interesting. Uh, Mark says against Tennessee in '96, when Graham fumbled and the ball popped up, was it one of those situations when it felt like the ball was moving in slow motion and hanging in the air, or was it a bang bang pick six? Uh, in '96. He says '96. Okay, yeah. so well '96, my turnover uh, was was when I I was I. Pretty sure I was blitzing, and Peyton threw the ball, and I jumped up and tipped it, 
and it bounced off of Ed Chester's shoe, and then I caught it. Okay. And there's something about it. it it's this, this sound really weird, but if anybody that's ever played hacky sack, I would I played a lot of hacky sack. You remember the little hacky sack in, I, in high school? No, don't. No, no. Well, there's something that, that somehow all of my hacky sacking in high school had something to do with uh with my quick goat reflexes on that play. I guess. I was wondering if somebody would bring this up today. What, hacky sack? No. Elliot? But, but you'll know. Uh, Todd says, are there any similarities from what Spurrier did to what Napier is doing to build the program and any plans for a Luther Ogle reunion? That's what I was referring to. Ah, uh, Luther. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't really, I, I think that, I don't think that there are a, a lot of, from the outside looking in, obviously I'm a, a, on the inside back in, in those days in the 90s, but, but what I do see and what I do know, and this is the way that you have to go about it, I, I just I see the hustle and I see the grind of, of a Billy Napier. And, and not that Coach Spurrier didn't hustle and didn't grind, but you know when it came to the recruiting, he could afford to, at that point here, he could afford to, Shoot, all right. If if an 18-year-old was dragging his feet, all right, we'll win without you. You know, Tim Couch uh, tells a great story of he wanted him. I mean, he wanted Tim Couch to come here, and Tim Couch told him he was going to go to Kentucky. And Coach says, all right, Tim, that's fine. You won't throw for as many yards, and you'll never beat the Gators, but good luck to you. You know, and it's just – and it's like <laughs> and, and it's and it, in this day and age, you've you've got to grind it out. So it's so it he can't afford to be similar to him in, in that sense. Um I there's a confidence about Billy Napier and there's a and, and, and I think back to that that work ethic and that hustle. I really I really like him and I ad, I admire what he's doing and I think that it's going to reflect here th these players and, and these new players that are coming in and sitting down this this past week with them. Uh you can't help but but be on that grind and, and work for them. And I think that that's where it all starts. That's where the foundation has to start. And and I think that uh, I'm really excited about that. But I don't see, you know, and, and I and I am not inside right here, but I don't see a, a lot of the similarities um, off of the field. You don't hear uh, Billy Napier giving a lot of shoots or all right, no, my man's, you know. No, no. Um, I want to ask both this to end. I have a theory here, and I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but I want your opinion. When Steve came here, as we mentioned, he always has said, I inherited pretty good talent, that there was talent here that maybe wasn't coached right or whatever. It's been a while now for Florida in terms of winning an SEC or something like that. I think now it's harder to get back to the top because of what Georgia has done, because you still have Saban there. I think the league overall is better. You, there's no, you, you can't guarantee when you play Arkansas or Mississippi State or Ole Miss you're going to win anymore. Is, is that a fair statement in, in, your, in your view? Yes, without question. But the thing is, you still, when a team has all the powerhouses teams, and you have a University of Florida or my, my alma mater, University of Tennessee, you can go in and you can recruit against the Alabama and Georgia by saying, by gosh, you're going to come to the, the University of Florida. We got athletes in the state of Florida that can, if we get the best athletes out of the state of Florida, or even 90%, even 70%, 
we can compete with the Alabamas, compete with the Georgias, and I think he can still use that against. Uh, you're going to sit on the bench as a as a freshman, and you're going to play here probably as a freshman with the great players that you know. They're five star. Heck, they could play for anybody. I still think if you got the right recruiters, that you can recruit a team that in the year, two years, all depending on where your program's at, that you can compete against those upper teams. Basically. I think the momentum is is big, and, and not just uh, throughout the course of a game, but I think, you know, off season leading in, when, and and that's one thing that that we did we expected to win every single game. There there wasn't a lot of rah rah in our locker room. There wasn't there, we didn't have the you know fire and brimstone speech. And Coach Spurrier, he was never like stand up before a game and hey let's go out there and you know run through a wall type of thing for him. But it was. A confidence that started with him, a, a swagger before you even heard the term with him, and we expected to beat everybody, and I mean just just go out and just it, it, and pummel them a lot of times, and and it was just kind of us doing our thing, and and I think that you get that momentum going, and you win, you win especially those games that you should, and then you 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 keep yourself and you, and you play you know, good football, and, and, you know, like my dad's saying, you've got the athletes that, you know, take your pick, this guy or that guy. We've all got really good athletes, but they start to make plays where you take that next step. And I think that it, what I would like to see is along those lines is the start in the swamp. I just can't stomach, you know, losing a game in the swamp. We don't have to go to Atlanta win an SEC championship every single year, but let's defend the swamp. Let's, you know, people shouldn't be coming in here and, and beating us in the swamp, you know, unless they are the right now, the, the Alabamas of the world. And so that's where I would, would like to kind of start it. And I think that it's, it's a momentum and it's a, a mentality. And, you know, and it's not like – Coach Napier is stepping into the momentum that's already there. He's he's got to help to create this momentum, and that's a lot easier said than done. But I think that as fans, uh, it's 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 going to be a very fun program, a very fun coach to back, and to get build, get that momentum, uh, capture that momentum once again. When will I'll end? When is the next portraits? Is there a schedule for it? Uh, I don't know exactly when. I know they're they're waiting as we get closer to the end of a uh, basketball season. Uh, Roy Williams uh, is, is the next subject. I'm trying to set one up with Derek Brooks, who who I've always uh, I've always been a big fan of him on and off the field, and uh, so so that'll be one of the next ones that we shoot. Uh, but a Roy Williams is in the can. We've I've already finished my portrait of him. And uh, and you have to watch this one because believe it or not, I I beat him in a putting contest, Steve, at the end, and I he owes me a pair of Jordans. Roy Ooh. Williams owes me a pair of UNC Jordans. I haven't come yet. Ooh. I'm still waiting though. Ooh, yeah. yeah. It's been a pleasure to have you both here. We we've been trying to schedule Batesy here because around his schedule. So thank you for taking time. And Jim, thank you. I really appreciate you being here too. Fun to do. Thanks, fellas. I appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. Twelve forty-five. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, ninety-eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN, ninety-eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Nathaniel Wilson. The Tampa Bay Lightning will host the San Jose Sharks tonight. The Lightning are looking to bounce back after taking a seven-to-one beatdown from the Panthers Monday night. Tonight's contest will be broadcast right here with coverage beginning at 8. In men's college hoops, Florida will face off against Alabama on Wednesday night on the road. The Gators are looking to bounce back after losing to Kentucky on Saturday. 
in the NBA. LeBron James is 36 points from breaking the NBA's all-time leading points record. The scoring record has been held by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar since 1984, the year that LeBron was born. LeBron and the Lakers will take on the Thunder tonight in Los Angeles at 10. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Nathaniel Wilson. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hey folks, it's Steve Russell. If you haven't been to Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries in Gainesville, you're really missing out. They believe better ingredients make better meals like their Florida-raised Beef Classic Burger, their herb-infused chicken burger, delicious fresh salads, fresh hot fries, and right now, Dick's famous Florida Strawberry Milkshake while berries are in season. Walk up, drive through, or order ahead at DickMondell's.com. Seven days a week, visit Dick Mondell's on Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. It's where you want to eat. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Gain presents a tale of longing and long-lasting scent. Dear love of my life, we were on the 12B bus when I caught a whiff. A scent so fresh, so life-changing, I had to find its source. I didn't know if you were the woman in the pink freshly washed cardigan or the retired mailman next to me, but I knew one of you was my soulmate. Ah, the scent of Gain Flings. Add Gain Scent Beads for an even longer-lasting scent. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. When you roll the Charmin up to the party, this is most so roll it back, everybody. Charmin's irresistible soft and heavy nice. My crap is always stuck. It's our party vibe. Yeah. It's Ultra Soft is irresistibly soft and more absorbent, so you can use less. Enjoy the go with Charmin. Outdoor enthusiasts, springtime is just around the corner, so now's the time to stop into Polaris of Gainesville during the spring sales event for a new Tracker Marine boat. The 2023 models have arrived and the 2022 models are clearing out. Right now, save thousands on 2022 models and leave with a low payment and all credit is accepted too. Basser Biting and Polaris of Gainesville has the Pro Team 175, the best-selling aluminum fishing boat powered by Mercury Marine. Every model comes complete ready to fish. Basically, turn the key and go. If fishing is not your thing and being with family and friends is, then a Sun Tracker pontoon boat might just be perfect for you. Every model features multiple lounges and spacious room and are powered by the ultra-reliable Mercury outboard motor. Feeling salty? Mako boats powered by Mercury will allow you to chase the really big ones. Or maybe pre-owned fit your budget more. Polaris of Gainesville has a big selection to choose from. Have a boat you're not using or want to sell? We'll pay top dollar. So bring it for a quote on 441 between Gainesville and Alachua or visit PolarisofGainesville.com. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-932-8603 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-932-8603. That's 800-932-8603. What do you have to lose? Call 800-932-8603. Again, 800-932-8603. 
Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All right, we are going to take your phone calls, questions, and comments. 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. So good to have them here. Um, they're both quality people and uh, just a fun time for me. Um, Greg has an email, uh, and it's about the Super Bowl, believe it or not. Uh, he says, after checking on SEC players in the Super Bowl, Surprises the Florida and Bama lead all the other SEC schools and players in the Super Bowl. Bama has four players, Hertz, Dickerson, Job, and Smith. Florida has four, Tony, Dunlap, Townsend, and Gardner-Johnson. So while that stat may be misleading, it's still true and valid for the 57th Super Bowl. Don't know if I should, should be proud or mad, but Georgia only had three players, so I'll be proud. That's good. Uh, a little later on today, uh, if all goes well, um, we will uh, have some other guests today, more tomorrow. We'll start talking Florida and Bama. Uh, we're trying to get a guest from Bama uh, to come on uh, tomorrow here. Leanne Wong is going to come on tomorrow as well. And we hope to hear from Gator softball coach Tim Walton today as well as they begin their season uh, this weekend. It's, it, everything is going by so fast now uh, when it comes to things because, let's face it, baseball starting, softball starting, um, really, really good. Uh, all right, let's get uh, – we've got a couple of e more emails here. Uh, Matt, uh, I have a, there's a baseball question. Uh, he said – Will you get Tim Kirkchen or somebody else on to talk about MLB? Yes. Uh, when it gets a little closer to that, uh, you know, not so much spring training maybe, but at the end of spring training, yes. Uh, we always try to do that for you and get as many of those kinds of guests as we can get for you. So the answer is yes. We will certainly um, do that. Uh, Jackson. Uh, I'm a Bama fan, can't wait to see the Gators get beat. But I must tell you, from afar, I like the job that your coach has done. I see a more competitive team, and not that Castleton wasn't good before, but he seems to be a whole lot better. I think you've hired the right guy, and certainly at Alabama, we've hired the right guy as well. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously... Alabama's pretty darn good right now, and, you know, they're at the top of the league. Um, Florida, you know what? I did not know this, and you would have thought this would not be the case. In this game tomorrow, Florida's looking for his first top three road win in program history. Let me repeat that. Their first top three road win in program history. They are 0-16 and 
in those kinds of contests as a school, as a program. O and 16. It's also the first time in program history Florida played three AP top five opponents in a four-game span. Two of those on the road. And think about it. What was the school that was not the top five team? Kentucky. Right? Who almost always is there. So it's the toughest four-game stretch in program history. This is also Florida facing four different top five teams in a season for the first time in program history. Four total games against top five teams marks Florida's most since playing four in Billy Donovan's final season in 2014-2015. And it also marks the first time since Alligator Alley since 1976-77 that the Gators square off against multiple different top five SEC opponents. SEC wasn't that good back then. And you know what? I was a little disappointed last night. In a way, but in a way I wasn't. I'm winding down last night. I'm getting ready to watch the second installment of SEC basketball history. The first one was great. I turn it on at 9 o'clock. The women's game on. Tennessee's playing Mississippi State. Okay. Well, we're running a little bit late. Two minutes to go. So I pedaled around, turned it back on. They're in overtime. All right, so I pedaled around some more, turned it back on. They were in double overtime. Mississippi State beat Tennessee last night in double overtime. Florida plays Mississippi State here on Thursday. That was a heck of a game. I think it was 91-90, a heck of a game. Um, And then they finally came on, and then I fell asleep. Yeah, and I got to watch the replay. After all that, stayed up, right, turned it on, and fell asleep. When you're old, those things happen. Uh, come on, let's, uh, there's stuff to talk about here, people. You don't want to talk about the game tomorrow or anything? Let's go. Super Bowl? Come on. I got guests, but I want to hear from you. 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Did you see early on Florida? right now, uh, is among the top five in 2024 football recruiting. We know who they've signed. So now that'll change what, 700 times between now and whenever, but it's interesting. Um, all right, here's an email. Thank you. I'm thanking people for emails now. It's pretty odd. Uh, Bill said, when you had uh, the Bateses on you mentioned about Anthony Richardson going to the right team. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Sure. If if you have... Oh, wait, before I do that, um, this is interesting. I don't know about Shane Beamer and who he's recruiting He just got a big-time recruit the other day. But a freshman football player is being held from South Carolina on charges of carrying weapons on school property and obstructing justice. 
two other freshmen were somehow involved in this, um, but they too have been suspended by Coach Beamer. The university and Coach Beamer didn't give any reason for the suspension, but according to records, they were booked uh, and facing two charges. So, and two of the recruits, I think, are from the state of Florida that were suspended. So just for whatever that's worth. All right, hour two is going to come up, and uh, we hope to hear from Gator softball coach Tim Walton. We'll also hear from Newberry girls basketball coach Damian Hughes, and we'll also hear, I hope, from you. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Everybody's friendly. You know, you walk into some places and you can tell who's having a bad day. Not here. It's like everybody's having a good day. Every day. Expect the unexpected. I thought I had the worst dental problems that anyone could have. Not so. Uh, once it, once we got into the procedures and, and he explained everything that was going to be done, my problems seemed few. If you have any type of hang-ups or fears, anxiety about going to the dentist, which most people probably do, I can assure you, especially from my experience, that they'll relax you enough to where you, you don't have those fears or anxieties. And that's been the greatest part of being here and that's why I continue to stay here. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. Here's a Valentine's reminder from International Diamond Center. It's not just the thought that counts, it's the effort too. So let IDC turn your Valentine's Day gift into a grand romantic gesture with our ultimate Valentine's Day package. Right now, when you spend $99 or more on jewelry at IDC, we'll give you some gorgeous long stem roses, a box of delicious chocolates, and a gift card towards dinner at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. It's just one stop at IDC, and you create a total romantic experience. You simply choose which ring pair of earrings or bracelet or sparkling pendant best matches your special someone and we take care of the rest and as always we guarantee the best value price with no commission salespeople. the ultimate valentine's day package jewelry flowers dinner and candy from idc and it's yours just for spending 99 dollars or more on some nice jewelry she'll love sure does make it look like she's worth the extra effort and that's the thought that really counts hurry in now because packages are limited international diamond center at celebration point directions and more at shopidc.com when temperatures drop, COVID-19 cases may rise. So if you test positive and are at high risk, act fast, even if your symptoms feel mild. Ask your provider if an authorized oral treatment could be right for you. Visit TreatCovid19.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. 
Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Tuesday. Sean's producing. We thank him for his work. And we thank uh, the Bates uh, father and son team for being here in the first hour. A lot of fun for me. Uh, of course, Batesy and his dad, Jim, here. Uh, fun to reminisce and have them here. And uh, really a big deal for me. Um, okay, we're going to get Coach Hughes on the phone now. Uh, he is the girls basketball coach at Newberry. And uh, they are in a regional, they'll be in regional semifinal action uh, later on this week, talking about his team. Then uh, Gator softball coach Tim Walton You'll be able to see the interview with Coach Walton uh, on TV 20 tonight at 6 and 11. You'll hear the entire interview here uh, in this hour as Gator softball uh, begins play this week, and they always begin their season at the uh, USF tournament, uh, and they will do so again this year. So that is coming your way this hour, and we've got really good shows planned for you uh, for Wednesday and Thursday. There's a lot going on, man. There is boys' district basketball. There's girls' regionals. Uh, softball starting. Lacrosse starts this weekend. We'll have Mandy O'Leary here on Thursday. Uh, so, boy, a lot of stuff. Let's bring Coach Hughes in now to talk about his girls' basketball team at Newberry. Damian, thank you for taking the time. Welcome. Hey, welcome. Hey, hey, hey. How are you doing, sir? Thanks for having me. You, you got it, Coach. Uh, I always ask the same thing. If, if if people are listening and don't know much about your team, you know, discuss the season you've had and 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 how you know how your how well your team has done to this point. Well, you know, we are Newberry girls, uh, girls uh, basketball. Um, you know, we actually we're actually doing pretty well. Um, we had a twenty and four season regular season. Um, the best season we've had since 2012. Um, we ended up playing for our district championship last Friday, although we came up shorter versus Hawthorne. Um, but we had a berth in the regional semifinal, which we'll play this Thursday versus Hilliard. So, I mean, this year has been a incredible season for our girls. Um, I was talking to another person the other day, and I said that had anyone asked me, we know if we would have this type of season, I would have been like, no, because I didn't realize what we had into probably week nine or ten. So, I mean, my players have gelled together. Um, you know, they, they love each other. They play for one another. You know, we coach them hard, and, and they respond to things that we tell them. It's interesting that – because I was – the next question I was going to ask you, Damian, was did you think you'd be that good, and you kind of answered it. So it did right. it, it just took that long – did, did the group believe they could be that good, or was that a developing process as the season went along? I want to say it's kind of a a a, a measure stick of both because um, you know a couple of players have been has been with me for three or four years, um, and when you sprinkle in one or two good players every other year, um, all that stuff just kind of worked itself out. And you know, like I said previously, I had no clue that that we would gel like this. But you know, when when you get players that that's been in your system for three or four years, they kind of understand what you want. And then, you, like I said, when you trickle in one or two good players, then everybody just jumps together. Tell me about Hilliard. Did you play them during the regular year? And if not, tell me about Hilliard a little bit. 
Um, you know, we, we did not play them in a regular season. I don't know much about them. Uh, I and, and I generally don't know much about teams I play. I try my best not to. Um, you know, I try to focus on my players and, and my team and the things that we have to do. Because I, I, I tell the coaches and, and other uh, other players that if I focus on the other other team as much, I kind of miss some things about my team. Hmm. So, I, I mean, and, and I know that that's untraditional, but I've been doing that for a long time. So I just focus on my team, and, and, and I kind of just evaluate the game as, as the game's being played. That's an interesting concept that's different. And, but your kids obviously have, you know, responded to that. Let me ask about uh, just your philosophy in coaching. I know in the, at the boys' game – everybody wants to shoot the three ball. Is it that way in the girls' right. game? I mean, it is. I mean, you know, we have a couple of girls who can't shoot the three ball. Um, but, you know, like I tell my players that sometimes that shot doesn't always work. You know what I mean? So sometimes we can't always rely on that. You know, what we try to rely on is, is playing good defense and, and taking good shots, you know what I mean, and, and take care of things that we can control of. And that that's how we play our game. You know, we don't rely on, on the three ball. If it's there, we'll take it. But that's not the only thing that we're good at. You mentioned about gelling. Where have you made the most improvement over the course of the year? You know, I would say really defensively. Um, you know, I sometimes I, I go back and I look at games like like we played four, maybe seven or eight weeks ago, and I said, "Man, you know what? I didn't realize that they that they that, that the defense has rotated that the way that they did." And you know, and, and that and that goes back to being in the system for three or four years communicating, trusting each other, and, and I think that that's where we improve that is defensively. How far can this team go? I mean, you know, I, I, I really believe that, that, that we can go all the way to the Final Four. I really believe that. Um, I mean, you know what? I think, I, I, Steve, I think back to our, to our regular season when I told you about the four losses. Uh-huh. You know, our four losses came two from GHS, who's clearly a, just a very good team, um, we lost to a team which is Forest High School over in, in during the Christmas break, and we just and 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 then we lost to Columbia by three points right at the end of the game, and then you know and then we ended up losing the district championship. So you know our margin of error for losing hasn't been that much, you know. So we're not that far off, um, and I really believe we got a, a great chance of making it to the Final Four this this season. That's really good to hear. Overall. When you take a look at girls basketball in our area, Damon, Damian, what do you see? Is it in good shape? I think it is. I mean, you know what, too. The good thing about now in in, in today's world, kind of everybody knows about everybody because you have social media, um, and not only that, the girls play basketball year round. You know, they play AAU, and they're playing all the time. So, and when you're playing so much like that, you develop skills all the time. There's really like no downtime. I mean, I don't like it as a coach because my some of my girls are playing all year round, but at the same time, too, you have to adapt to what's going on. And right now, AAU is one of the biggest things that, that is going on. Give your team a little shout-out to let people know uh, when you play. and uh, you're, you're at home, I would assume, so when do you play? Right. Yes, yeah, so so we'll be playing Thursday at, at 7 o'clock at Newberry High School versus Hilliard High School okay. for the regional semifinals. Yep. Wish you luck, Damian. Thank you, and hopefully uh, you thank win. We'll get you back, and we'll, we'll go the journey with you here. Thanks for doing this. Hey, thank you so much. Have a good day, Steve. You got it, Coach. Thank you. Damian Hughes done a great job coaching the Newberry girls basketball team. I have a soft spot in my heart. I coached there and uh, back in the day, and uh, they were always good to me there. Uh, I wasn't a teacher. Uh, I was an outsider there. 
uh, and uh, the staff, Bill Cake was the principal there. He treated me well. Uh, Terrell Bass was the athletic director there. He treated me well, too. Great kids. Uh, so I have a little soft spot for Newberry. Eastside, too. Coached there as well. Coached uh, baseball and football there. So those are two places that I, I hope uh, do well. Not that I don't wish the other school success. I do. Uh, but, you know, for me, uh, as a young guy uh, growing up, it was a, a good thing to do. All right. Uh, we will take your phone calls, questions, comments, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. And uh, we'll hear from you as to what you think is going on in the sports world. Uh, Tim Walton will join us here. As I said, uh, you can see the interview with him tonight on TV 20 at 6 and 11. You'll hear the interview with him here shortly. Uh, And it was fun talking to him. Let's get uh, Jimmy says, what are the odds, do you think, of Florida making the NCAA tournament? Give me a, boy, I, I wouldn't bet on it. I mean, in other words, if you're saying to me, bet on it for it to happen, I wouldn't do that. But, look, there are, I think they're going to be a bubble team the entire year until Selection Sunday. Now, they beat Alabama. That, that puts them squarely in the conversation, don't you think? So you would hope that that would be the case. But no, I, I'm not going to spend money on that. And then right after that, we get Carl, who says, what's happened to Gator women's basketball? Not having the same kind of season they had a year ago. Uh, they lost some talent. They've had some injuries that have really hurt them. Uh, and the league is good. Uh, if, if you don't follow women's basketball, there's a couple of games coming up. LSU and South Carolina is one of them in the SEC that's going to be, that I hope lives up to its hype. I mean, Kim Mulkey leaving Baylor, coming back to LSU. We all know what South Carolina is and winning a championship there with Dawn Staley. So that should be a heck of a game. And I hope it does. I hope it lives up to uh, its, its, its hype. So let's see. All right. We will uh, get an email or a, a call here, I hope. And then we'll also hear from Tim Walton coming up as well. And then we'll give you the guest list for tomorrow, too. D, you're going to talk LeBron with me. What's up? What's up, Steve? Uh, you know, Steve, you brought this up a couple of days ago, but uh, uh, Gator basketball was kind of taking center stage. But I guess you asked the question, why does he get such a, was it bad rap or short end of the stick or however you want to say it? Uh, you know, Steve, no one has ever questioned what this guy has done on the court. To me, he's the second greatest player of all time besides Jordan, in my opinion. But it's his insatiable, insatiable crave for attention that I, it, it kind of rubbed you the wrong way, Steve. I mean, even yesterday, um, you know, the whole Kyrie uh, thing, uh, that was between the Nets and the Mavericks. But somehow he's getting involved in it, making the, 
making it about him basically throwing the Lakers front office under the bus uh, for not acquiring uh, Kyrie when the Nets owner basically said, don't send uh, Kyrie to the Lakers. And, you know, no, nobody wants Russell Westbrook. And the thing is, the reason why the Lakers are in this position is basically because of him. I mean, they traded to get Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook. They had to give up a lot. So they don't have any, basically any assets that anyone would want. So, you know, it's his passive-aggressive nature. You know, he's tweeting, is it me? When Kyrie got traded, it's just seems it's, it's always about him. It always comes back to him for somehow when no other player in the NBA uh, craves attention like him. Didn't Michael Jordan do some of that stuff? Like what? He he was hard in the front office. He 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 publicly came out and said, "I we need help here. I need players here to win." He did the same thing. It was about yeah, him. That, no, but Steve, that was in his younger days. Oh, and, so, and, what difference does that make? Young or old? No, because Steve, he LeBron is basically the GM. He he has done this to. It's basically like he's. He's got a credit card, and he's maxed it out in two years. Now he wants Rob Palenka to go buy a, a, a Lamborghini uh, with $1,000. It, it can't be done. He's maxed out everything, and now he's, he's trying to put pressure on the organization when they basically maxed out all their assets. understand. There's nothing that any team that the Lakers have that uh, any team wants besides Anthony Davis. That's my, it. My point is I'm not talking about the result. I'm talking about – the pure fact that Jordan did the same thing as LeBron did in publicly asking for help. Now, he didn't have the control that LeBron has now, but if you watch that that piece with Jordan, you know, that, that ESPN did, I mean, I'm not suggesting it was, it was apples and apples, but he did some of the same things, but he won, and he didn't do it as publicly, and the Bulls... Never, and he didn't change teams except at the end. So that's part of this too, because LeBron's done it with different franchises. Right, it's Steve. It's every year. He's the only. He's the only guy out there, superstar I know out there that's playing with two top seventy-five players. Giannis isn't. Jokic isn't. Embiid isn't. He's the only one. But every year, it's always something. He always wants more help. How much more help do you need? <laughs> well, that's certainly debatable. I got. I'll give you that. Yep, be good, Steve. All right, D, appreciate you. 116, time check brought to you by Hayes Chilloway. You will hear next from Gators softball coach Tim Walton, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Nathaniel Wilson. The Tampa Bay Lightning will host the San Jose Sharks tonight. The Lightning are looking to bounce back after taking a 7-1 smackdown by the Panthers on Monday night. Tonight's contest will be broadcast right here with coverage beginning at 8. In men's college basketball, Florida will face off against Alabama tomorrow night on the road. The Gators are looking to get back on track after falling to Kentucky on Saturday. In the NBA, LeBron James is 36 points from breaking the NBA's all-time leading points record. The scoring record has been held by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar since 1984, which happens to be the year LeBron was born. LeBron and the Lakers will take on the Thunder tonight in Los Angeles at 10. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Nathaniel Wilson. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
Everyone's talking about regenerative medicine now because people who have joint pain are getting real lasting relief without drugs or surgery. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting treatment. They use highly concentrated healing agents from your own body to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. If you have ongoing joint pain from arthritis or injury, you need to call QC Kinetics. Don't assume that steroids and surgery are your only options. Times have changed, and regenerative medicine can get you moving again with no downtime. Stop taking the pain meds and discover this remarkable alternative that pro athletes have been using for years. Thanks to QC Kinetics, this amazing treatment option is now available for folks like you and me who are sick and tired of joint pain. Spring's coming, and you want to enjoy all life has to offer. Call QC Kinetics now and get a free consultation with local medical professionals. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. Love must be one of the most overused words in the English language. One minute we say we love tacos, and in the next breath, we use the word to describe the deep affection between a husband and a wife. So what is love, really? Is love just love? While the world struggles to define love, the Bible is clear. In 1 John 3.16, it puts it like this. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. If we really want to understand love, the cross is where we see the greatest demonstration the world has ever known. Jesus, the perfect Son of God, died a sacrificial death for our sins so that we could be made right with God. He rose from the grave, providing eternal life for those who follow him. Have you ever personally experienced the amazing, life-changing love of God? I promise you that when you do, you'll know love like you've never known before. This is Bryant Wright, speaking right from my heart. To subscribe to Devotions, visit rightfromtheheart.org. Come the door, it's the place if you're craving a getaway. It's the true Tutorial in Gainesville, Florida at Pomodoro Cafe. This Valentine's Day, you'll fall in love with our Amore Valentino menu at Pomodoro's. Take advantage of our special menu with your special someone this Valentine's Day at Pomodoro's with special appetizers, entrees, and more. Visit PomodoroCafe.com. Pomodoro, it's the place if you're craving a getaway. It's the true Victoria and Gainesville, Florida at Pomodoro Cafe. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-932-8603 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-932-8603. That's 800-932-8603. What do you have to lose? Call 800-932-8603. Again, 800-932-8603. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. 
Another Gator softball season right around the corner. Who better to talk about it than the Gator softball coach, Tim Walton. Tim, the first thing I noticed is the roster. You have a lot of veteran players on this roster. That, that's good to have that experience. It is, Steve. It's uh, Thanks for having me, first of all. But just, uh, you know, last year we had the youngest starting lineup at the College World Series. And, you know, this year we've got the oldest uh, team that I've coached in a long, long time. It's, uh, it's fun. There's a lot of... There's a lot of positives having veteran players who have a lot of experience. Let's start going around the diamond here a little bit. Start with the circle. What do you see there? Yeah, you know, Lexi Delbury for us uh, last year was uh, just really, really good postseason-wise, really kind of hit her stride. Uh, she hasn't thrown an inning, unfortunately, for us since the College World Series, had some injuries. We're getting closer, though. I've been watching the, the pitch count go up and watching her get out here to work. Uh, from there, you got uh, you know All American Elizabeth Hightower, Riley Trilicek is really starting to come in her own a little bit more. We added uh, freshman Olivia Giganti, and uh, we have a, a six-year senior uh, in Samantha Bender, who we think we're we're going to get a lot of innings out of all of them. Kind of like I told you last year, there might not be there might be some games this year where I throw them all in the same game just to change the looks. Um, but I've got confidence in all of them. You know, you look up and down the lineup, you have that mix of veteran and, and returning players. Offensively, this could be a really good team. I, I don't know if you've been at practice, Steve, but uh, offensively, it is a really good team. We do a lot of fun things. So we get the ball out of the ballpark. We've really worked hard on trying to not only have an identity being uh, multi-dimensional, but really increase the extra base hits. That's been something that we're, you know, last year I think we were 18th in the country um, in batting average and, and run scored. We were probably 35th, but our, our I mean, our OPS and, uh, you know, slugging percentage and power numbers, you know, we're way down, 145th I think in the country. So we really got to do a good job of identifying what the issue is there. And we've worked really hard in the weight room, worked really hard in the field, and uh, it's, it's been paying off. You got a few days, obviously, till the season starts. From a you know starting perspective, do you have a set group, or are there still positions up for grabs? You know that's the the good thing about having a talented team. We're pretty deep and very di uh, dimensional. Um, you know, Sarah Longley is uh, really a, now she's a senior, fourth year player for us. She's really had a uh, one of the best falls we had of anybody. Uh, moved her position. She's now catching, and it's the first time she's caught since uh, middle school. So. Oh. Um, really, uh, it's been fun to have an athlete back there like her. Uh, but it, it, we do have some set pieces. Uh, you know, I think Charlotte Eccles, obviously, All-American Charlotte Eccles is back. Um, uh, she'll play third. Uh, Avery Gels will play first. Second base is still figuring out some things. Skylar Wallace, uh, All-American at shortstop. And then we'll uh, put Kendra Falby and Katie Kistler and Bailey Goddard in the outfield, um, followed by Pal Egan, uh, Kayla Pollard, Olivia Giganti, Sam Rowe, um, Emily Wilkie. Uh, we've got a lot of pieces that um, I've been happy with, you know, the overall de development. And our depth is really good. We can move people around, play a lot of positions. Um, and I think you're going to see that, especially in the first month of the season. Just we, we've got, we're, we're pretty deep offensively. You've been so successful here. What motivates you? <laughs> you know, I had a really good fall. Um, and I, when I say fall, I just tried to do some things a little bit different for our team. And, uh, you know, I really uh, I had some really good guest speakers get on a Zoom with our team. It was really, really good to hear from some powerful, very successful females in different industries. Uh, I had Laura Rutledge on. She was amazing. Dara Torres was on. She was amazing. But this whole uh, NIL stuff and things has been really good for me in a separate light. I've got a chance to meet people that I've never had a chance to meet and have breakfast and lunch and dinner and meetings and conversations with because they want to figure out, you know, how to help programs and do some stuff. And it's been really cool um, I've learned a lot about people and leadership and um, I think that's I've, I've learned 
really just how special it is for people that um, you know have graduated from the University of Florida that are Gators, and I think that's been really really kind of cool for me just to hear from people what what's their why. And uh, so my why, Steve, really is, uh, and what motivates me is just. Um, my athletes motivate me. I want to figure out how I can get the best out of them so they can have an opportunity to enjoy being a Gator for the rest of their lives. You mentioned NIL, and, and I mean, like it, don't like it. It, it. It's part of the landscape now. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think as you know, being a, a you know a former athlete myself, and uh, you know somebody who coaches you know female athletes, I think it's a great thing for 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 us because it gives our athletes an opportunity to go out and work camps and advertise camps and you know sell some merchandise and do some things that they've never had a chance to do, and you know maybe they can be the face of you know somebody here in Gainesville, their com- commercials or product or things like that. So on that sense. I think it's a really, really good thing. There's some obviously some negatives to it that that I don't even you know can't even grasp because it it's not even in my world. But um, I think you know in regards to what the the purpose of the NIL was 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 intended to be um, is all things whole and all things just giving athletes an opportunity to to really do what they want to do, build their brand, how they want to build their brand, and um, you know for softball it's not a pay for pay for play. It's a it's an opportunity for them to go out and and, and actually earn. Um, a, a living on whether it's their ability or whether it's their face or whether it's their personality and I think it's a really good thing for us. You know I, I asked you Tim what motivates you now I want to ask you how you've changed from when you first came here to coach to now have you changed in how you coach or what you coach? <laughs> the minute you don't change your you know your 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 seventh eighth ninth tenth eleventh twelfth that's gone past you I can think back when I was a young player and you know, thinking, gosh, I think my coach is old. He's grumpy and all those things. And you know, then I hear the the old grumpy coach say, "Wow, you guys have changed. You're not the same. The athletes in my day. Here's what we did." And so now here I am, the old potential, have an opportunity to be the grumpy coach, and um, I, I'm not. Like I don't feel I'm grumpy. I feel like I've 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 really adapted and you know been able to adjust uh, you know to to my athletes and 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 learn from them so that I can be. You know, so I can be relevant and uh, you know, relevant to the times, to the music, to the trends, to the other things that go on. And, you know, the game is the game. The game, you know, the game is the same, but there's a lot of differences in it. We can use, you know, my staff is huge. And you just try to figure out how to pull a little bit out of each one of our staff persons to, to have input in our, on our, in our success. You know, I'm wearing some Travis Scott's here today, Steve. So I think that's changed, you know, learning how to adjust to, to, to different things. And like I said, I love the young people. That's what makes me... Um, go is my young people and then the last thing that's probably changed is just the development of my own family and where they're at in their own paths and I think that you know I, I think that obviously Florida softball and my family and what I do is you know it's probably 1A and 1B but being able to follow the successes of my uh, you know my, my my kids and what they want to be and grow up to be and it's that part's been super fun to, to see and be a part of. Let me end because you've had so much success here Tim do you each year set goals with each team how does that work yeah i think you know and, and we've really worked hard on 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 the cultural side of things this fall and try to identify things that we want to be and 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 catch opportunities when maybe somebody's kind of getting a little bit away from what the whole entire group feels is you know uh, just acceptable behavior acceptable things and so i think um yeah we set goals and you know the goal is to get right there and put that 23 right there underneath the bottom of that 22 um you know i can tell you last year getting to the college world series and the way we did it was just i mean it was it was it was exciting it was um it was it was awesome 
Um, we won 21. We won the, uh, you know, when the SEC didn't get to the College World Series and, you know, everybody's talking about the disappointment. So, you know, I think it's, uh, it's, it's College World Series. I figured it out. SEC championships come along because, you know, they're, they're super hard to get. But we're, we're, we're striving. We're working. We're, we're pushing ahead to, to stay healthy, compete, win a lot of softball games, and, and put the 23 back there on the, underneath the brand-new scoreboard. I'll end because you mentioned SEC. That the league is always difficult. This year, the same. Last year was the best league I've, I've been in, and um, you know this year I can see it even being better. Okay, a great pleasure to talk to Gator softball coach Tim Walton. Their season just around the corner. As always, Tim. Thanks. Thank you. Go Gators. That's Tim Walton. You can see the interview with Tim on TV 20 tonight uh, at six and eleven. Uh, they got a good team. They're picked to win the SEC by the league's coaches. They should be pretty darn good. 1.30, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Let's end on a good note here, the final half hour. Hope to hear from you. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN 98.1 FM at 850 AM, WRUF. Here's a Valentine's reminder from International Diamond Center. It's not just the thought that counts, it's the effort too. So let IDC turn your Valentine's Day gift into a grand romantic gesture with our ultimate Valentine's Day package. Right now, when you spend $99 or more on jewelry at IDC, we'll give you some gorgeous long stem roses, a box of delicious chocolates, and a gift card towards dinner at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. It's just one stop at IDC, and you create a total romantic experience. You simply choose which ring pair of earrings or bracelet or sparkling pendant best matches your special someone and we take care of the rest and as always we guarantee the best value price with no commission salespeople. the ultimate valentine's day package jewelry flowers dinner and candy from idc and it's yours just for spending 99 dollars or more on some nice jewelry she'll love sure does make it look like she's worth the extra effort and that's the thought that really counts hurry in now because packages are limited international diamond center at celebration point directions and more at shopidc.com Finding security is a tricky thing. It's one part minimizing risk in all facets of life, and one part that fluffy blankie you had when you were three. And since Radiant Credit Union can't get into Grandma's attic to find Mr. Snuggles, we can help secure your financial future with our adjustable rate certificates. Let us secure your savings with rates starting at 4.93% APY for 12 months. Visit RadiantCU.org forward slash secure. 12-month certificate requires $1,000 minimum balance to open account, $10,000 balance to earn APY. Time for new tires? Well, trust the experts at TireRack.com. They've been crushing it for over 40 years. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan, tell them what you drive, and you can use their easy-to-use decision guide. They'll show you the right tires for how and what and where you drive. They've got the full lineup of Kumo tires. Test results, tire ratings, consumer reviews, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This message is brought to you by Discover. Did you know you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection? The latest innovation from Discover. Discover will help regularly remove your personal information like your name and address from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And they'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more. Discover.com slash online privacy protection. That's discover.com slash online privacy protection. 
from the UF Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. Mostly sunny throughout our Tuesday afternoon with warm highs in the mid to upper 70s. A few spots getting to the 80 degree mark. Tonight starting off mostly clear. Areas of patchy fog tomorrow morning. Lows in the lower 50s. Warmer tomorrow afternoon. Highs near 80. We'll get into the low to mid 80s on Thursday. Then a system should move through our area on Friday. That means scattered thunderstorms. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. CJ McCollum and other NBA players have came out and said they don't believe that refereeing in the league has been good. It's been an ongoing issue. So they want refs to be fine if they make mistakes. And I could not disagree more. At the end of the day, if you're going to find refs, it's going to make them more nervous down the stretch to, to make calls. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And now... Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. I'm not always sure what I get with Derek Carr, but Derek Carr can have those moments where you go, wow, he's really good. Then there are other moments where you go, he's not really good. Jimmy G, it feels like that's who he is. All he does is win football games. Or so I'm reminded all the times. I mean, they're both, you know, good quarterbacks. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. All right, we'll open the phone lines for you. Emails to 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. The other day, I had a caller, and uh, somehow the conversation morphed into Tim Tebow and that he wasn't really given a chance in the NFL. And I, I, I just don't agree with that. He was given a chance. And like I said, if you want to sit here and you know rag on Tim Tebow in the NFL, fine, he did win a playoff game. Now, you know, Nick Foles won a Super Bowl too, but where is he now? So sometimes you can get lightning in a bottle, but it just didn't work out. But I, I will ask this question for the rest of the day today. If Tim Tebow played now in the NFL, would he be more effective or not? My answer would be he would be more effective. Sean's shaking his head. Okay, I'll tell you, I'll make my case to you. Quarterbacks didn't run when Tebow was in the NFL. Not like they do now, okay, where you've got, you know, Hertz and all those guys that designed running plays. Well, that's Tim Tebow's forte, okay? Now, can would you, would you say Jalen Hurts is an elite thrower? Would you say Tua is an elite thrower? Would you say Justin Fields is an elite thrower? Fields, absolutely, based on what I've seen from him uh, at college. Hurts, same thing. Uh, maybe not at Mahomes' level, but they certainly can throw the ball. They're not throwing ducks. No, but they're not statistically great throwers, right? Now, part of that, especially in Fields' case, is I can't name you a receiver on the Bears team. So, I mean, that has something to do with it. But that's any quarterback, right? I mean, unless you're Aaron Rodgers that can make – it can elevate – you know, Green Bay's receivers. would, But I guess what I'm saying is Tim was never an accurate thrower. 
in the NFL. I, but I think the running aspect would make him better, and I think play designs now are different even than when Tim played. So, you know, rolling him out, you know, doing some things, I think he would have played now. I don't know that he would have started. I don't know that he would have been a star, but I just think he would have been better now. If you have a, if you have a thought about that, let me know. Another thing, when coaches talk about loyalty and players, you know, transferring and all that, here is the poster child for if I'm a player, I completely thumb my nose up at that. Guy's name is Lance Guidry. Okay? He was a defensive coordinator at Tulane. He's expected to take the same job at Miami. Guidry spent last season at Marshall. He took the Tulane job last month. Last month. Okay? Kevin Steele left to become Alabama's defensive coordinator. Guidry did a good job at Marshall. They were in the top five and six FBS categories defensively. So, and look, part of me also says, if you got a job at, you know, Joe Blow Industries and then Bill Miller Industries six months later offers you a job and gives you way more money, are you going to take it? Probably. You are. Okay. But I don't know that you would have preached loyalty as coaches do sometimes to players. I don't fault him at all. I'm sure. I mean, first of all, look, Tulane to Miami, even though Tulane had a good year this year, come on, right? It's a step up. And I'm sure for more money. So how do you argue with that? But by the same token, then don't tell me that, you know, I demand loyalty of players because you just left after a month. After a month. That's pretty hard. Uh, I did not know this about the Super Bowl either. You know, because now, look, if anybody has never been to a Super Bowl uh, media fest, it is just that. And sometimes players get asked the stupidest things. Because there are people there that are covering it that have no idea what a football is. None. Okay? But I didn't know this. The Eagles coach, Nick Sirianni, was let go by Andy Reid when he took over the Kansas City Chiefs. I didn't know that. Um, Sirianni was the Chiefs wide receivers coach at the time. Um, And he admitted it. He said... Do you always have a little chip on your shoulder? Yeah, you do, he said. I want to make sure I'm working my butt off to get as good as I possibly can. And sure, you hold on to some of those things. So it's going to be an interesting subplot to this, although they get along. There's nothing that, you know, is awful about it. But, you know, he was let go. And I think and he, he point blank said didn't want to leave Kansas City. He said his future wife was from there. Uh, all her friends were there, 
But it happened, and he went to San Diego under Frank Reich and did some good things. All right, let's get a couple of calls here. We'll start with uh, Tennessee Mike. Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, good show as always. Uh, I've got a little Tebow thought for you and a little uh, Gators uh, basketball, maybe a couple of other teams real quick. Okay. Hey, Steve, uh, as the old saying goes, if you don't blow your own horn, nobody will. Uh, you remember who broke the uh, story to you about Tebow getting a tryout with the Jacks? Okay. <laughs> it was me. It was yours truly. Hey, Steve, I've got a football coaching question for you. It fascinates me how the fullback position has disappeared from football. I've always, I assume Tebow's too slow to be a linebacker. Um, some teams in the NFL carry two quarterbacks, others three. It's usually the punter. I've always thought it would have been an easy transition for Tebow to be a pro fullback. You got a thought on that? Yeah, he didn't want to be. Why he didn't want to get get down and dirty and I don't know, block. but he didn't want to play fullback. Simple or tight well, end. I mean, he, he tried tight end a little bit, but he did not want to be a fullback. You, know, I'm assuming he's too slow for for linebacker or or a tight end. But I would think he, you know, who cares how what a fullback can run? But in it, the fullback's a dead position now, right, Steve? Is there even a fullback in the NFL? Yes, there are fullbacks in the NFL, but they are specialists. You know, only go down on certain in on certain downs and distances. So yeah, it's pretty much a dead position. Steve, I can't remember the last time I saw a straight eye back. Can you name one or two NFL fullbacks for me? No. That's what I was thinking. Hey, Steve, uh, two or three basketball teams. First off, Gators basketball. I was looking at Jerry Palm. I know you know some people look at Lunardi. I like Palm better. Not seeing Florida on the bubble, but I think Florida should be on the bubble, and I know it's all mathematics, but where do you think Florida is on getting into the tournament? Well, Florida is on the bubble. Um, you know, you, if depending on which one you go to, right, um, Lunardi had them in uh, the last time I checked. They were in the first four out. So, you know. Yeah, okay. I, like I said, I look at Palm. So, it's still a month to go in the regular season or more, not counting the tournaments. Yeah, but, uh, and, I, and I said this earlier in the show. I think Florida will be a bubble team all year long. Yeah, and Florida's, what, 7-3 and three in conference? Is six that and right? F- six and four. Okay, okay. Hey, just I want to quiz you on two other teams on the West Door, Steve. I think Missouri's really dangerous this year. And um, Miami's looking pretty good. Kind of curious your thoughts on Missouri and Miami and great show as always. Okay, thank you, Mike. Um, I watched a little of Miami and Duke. Um, when Miami clicks, they're very good. Now, they caught Duke after an emotional win over North Carolina, but still take nothing away from Miami. And what was the other team he said? Uh, oh, Missouri. Missouri. Uh, yeah. Once again, it's a mixed bag when it comes to uh, – uh, new coaches in the SEC, right? Look what's happened at LSU. They have one conference win. Missouri has been ranked. They're not now, but they have been. Um, and I think they're still receiving votes a little bit. But you get the point, right? So sometimes you come in right away through the transfer portal, you build, and you know, you're successful. So they, they've got a chance. They're going to be a bubble team too, I think. And if you look at, you know, the, the coaches poll in the AP Top 25 now, you know, Alabama, Tennessee, okay, then what in the SEC? Auburn, Missouri, Florida, there's a lot of team. Now, look, Arkansas, I think, is the team that 
barring their injuries, would have been a really, really good team. But they've been hurt a lot by the people that are hurt on their team. So we'll see. Uh, 145, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Hunter Murphy. The Florida Gator men's basketball team will travel to Tuscaloosa tomorrow to face off against the Alabama Crimson Tide. The Gators will look to pull off the upset for a much-needed win to stay in tournament conversation. Tip-off is set for 9 p.m. In the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning will host the San Jose Sharks tonight as the Lightning hope to bounce back from their lackluster performance against the Florida Panthers on Monday. A historic NBA record could be broken tonight as LeBron James and the LA Lakers host the Oklahoma City Thunder. James is only 36 points away from becoming the all-time regular season scorer breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record. Tip-off is set for 10. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Hunter Murphy. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Beloved former basketball coach and educator Satch Sullinger knows you got to keep moving to stay healthy. But that's not so easy when your aching joints won't cooperate. We still want to move and we still want to get around and we still want to be active, but we start to deteriorate the moment we quit moving. QC Kinetics regenerative treatments help restore movement in stiff, aching knees, hips, shoulders, and back using only your natural healing properties to help restore damaged joints. That's a huge positive for Satch. It's working, and what I really like about it is there's nothing foreign put in my body. Everything that was put in my body has been taken from my body. I love it. I love it. Like I said, I want to live until the day I die. Get rid of the pain and start moving again. Call QC Kinetics today for your complimentary consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I was really looking for some top-of-the-line dentist to be under their care. I mean, from the first day I came here, when you walk in, they treat you just with the utmost kindness. I've never known dentist or any health care provider in my life that has the compassion towards people that they do. It's just very well worth it. When you leave, you just feel great. But if you want good quality work and dentists that really care about you as a person and your your health care like that, come to Exceptional Dentistry because they are exceptional. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Florida law requires you to remain at the scene of a crash and to call for help. Leaving the scene is a felony offense that includes losing your license and possible jail time. After a crash, stay at the scene, call for assistance, and wait for first responders to arrive. If you have information on a hit-and-run crash, report it by calling Star FHP or anonymously to Crime Stoppers at Star Star 8477. A message from the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. From athlete activism 
to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. All right, a final go-around here. Let's start with David. David, hi. Hey, Steve. A couple of things. Um, So, uh, Tim Tebow, we just have to agree to disagree. Let's leave it at that. Um, But sometimes over over a beer, it'd be fun to go round and round a little bit. But let me ask you, mention something. I thought you did a spectacular job with the Bateses. They're they're great people, and you can feel your energy coming through, and, of course, theirs as well. And uh, I wanted a call, but I didn't get a chance, because what I wanted to ask Coach Bates about is uh, I remember his passion on the field and his much more soft-spoken nature off the field. Uh, he was the first coach I learned about like that and was wondering if he carried that through the same kind of passion at the pro level that he had in, uh, in high school as far as he was pretty animated down on the field, as you recall. And uh, I thought that was interesting. Do you remember that? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't answer that for him, obviously. But, no, uh, you know, sometimes people are different. I mean, yeah. you, you know, when you, you know, they always talk about a poker face or, you know, a player yeah. having his game face on. Well, yeah. you know, players are sometimes different on a field as they are uh, yeah. off of it. I think coaches are the same sometimes too, but others are very much alike. They're this way off, they're this way on. It just depends on the person. Well, you did a great interview with covering lots of super topics. I think that uh, James makes it pretty easy because he's a, uh, he's a great voice in his own right and uh, just love to hear him talk about football and his times at UF. Uh, so that was wonderful. I was going to ask if, if you've done this, and we haven't in a long time. Um, we talked a lot about Tim. But, you know, the guy, one of the, the best Gator players that we've had was actually a guy who we don't talk about very much, but he was the, uh, he was the most valuable offensive player in the 2007 National Championship game, and that was Chris Lee. I'd love for you to try and get him on and see what his life's like now and how he's doing and stuff. You know, he got kind of got roughed up a little bit because it was Tebow's freshman year and stuff, but he got the job done. He didn't like to take a hit, maybe, but neither do a lot of quarterbacks. And yeah, thought, Chris has been on with me several times, um, and, and he's doing great. Um, but, you know, maybe in the summertime when it's a little slower, um, yeah. you know, we can kind of catch up with some of those guys. That'd be great. Thanks for uh, okay. taking time. Yep, thank you. And it really did enjoy the interview with them, too. They're they're great. John, hello. Hey, Steve. Well, I missed your complete show. I have to uh, re- listen to it offline or online. Um, the uh, Yeah, Chris Leak is, probably still holds a lot of records uh, for the Gators, I assume. Um, I wanted to ask you two things. The one thing that the basketball coach concerns me is he has not shown any recruiting high level recruiting yet at least the couple that he has gotten to commit and sign or you know maybe top 200 players but not top 50 players um 
And White had some yeah, – his third class was, you know, top 12, fourth class, top 12. So he did do some recruiting. Um, well, let, let, me, let, me, let me put an asterisk by that, okay? okay? The transfer portal is also recruiting. You're right. It is. So, it I mean, is. if you're going to ju- – and, and I think you have to – if I'm looking at a coach and what he or she does – it's just not about high school players anymore. It's about what you obtain in the portal and then what you lose in the portal. Unfortunately, sometimes you have no control over what you lose, but you do have yeah. control over what you gain. Yeah, and I wish these services did a better job of, you know, for a fan like me, a numerical guy, I like to see numbers. And, and they don't do as good a job with the transfers and how good they were and, you know, how they're ranked and all that kind of stuff. So it's hard to know, you know, how good a job he's doing with the transfers. And I think they're getting there with that. But Yeah, the, um, but, but I mean, I think the real measuring stick, John, is what they do here. Who cares I agree. what they did at, you know, Bowling Green? True. It, 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 now, can we go and look and say, all right, Coach X has gotten transfers from – you know, Bowling Green, Tulane, uh, and Marshall. All right, eh, all right. But if they come here and do great, who cares if they come from Mars as long as they, you know, as they're, as they're okay. So, but I get it. I mean, you you, you want to get somebody that's a name and that comes from a big school yeah. in a perfect world. Yeah. And you want the recruits you're getting to be recruited by the top-line schools, and that and they're not. That's That's what's scary. Yeah, and see, I, that, that I, much doesn't bother me because it's result, right? When Colin Castleton came here, now he was at Michigan, right? But what did he do there? Nothing. Yeah. Pretty good. So, I mean, you don't know, True. right? Sometimes no, you, the circumstance right. is he's stuck behind a really good player and he can't play. Yeah. All right? Or the system doesn't fit him or whatever it is. So, Yeah. Do you want to see somebody come? Like, for example, if Florida got a transfer from UCLA or, um, I don't know, Miami or something, yeah, great. But if they don't pan out, who cares where, where they come from? It's result. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Um, final thing on NIL, where, if you had to guess, where does it, where does that NIL get to? Will there be a cap? Will there be a salary cap? I mean, where does it eventually it has to get somewhere more organized than it is now? The and first it seems like all sports go to caps, you know. It, the first thing that's got to be done before any cap or anything is for two things, in my humble opinion, to happen. One, there's got to be some guidelines and guardrails in place for how in the hell you do it. If you don't have those, nothing else matters. So what are the rules? What are the guidelines? What are the parameters of NIL? And in in that, John, it might be a cap. You know, it might be uh, a first-year player could only get this much, you know, or something like that. But until there's an agency or governing body or something that oversees this and does something about it when it's not done right, then all bets are off. Yeah, 
And there, you're telling me there are no rules? There's got to be some rules, there, right? Sure, there's rules, but once again, they vary state to state as to what you can and can't do. So that's... So there's no rules that govern every... Like, there's not one or two rules that govern everybody, and then the state rules kick in also. No, every state, not every state, but a lot wow. of states are different. So you can do this in this state, and you can do not that in this state. Florida just introduced new legislation to amend what it passed, you know, the first time. So, again, yeah. it's, it's this nobody knows what's going on, nobody oversees it, nobody enforces it. It's just... The the best description of this is the wild, wild west, where there's no rules, no law, or very few laws, very few rules, and oh well. If so, for example, coaches aren't now. Here is coaches are not supposed to be involved in this, right? Okay, they don't so know. That's a rule. That's one yeah, rule. They don't know. Now again, what and, and define involved, right? Yeah. You're going to tell me as a coach, I shouldn't know what is going on with an NIL deal, but I'm not supposed to be part of the deal. Well, there's got to be communication. How does the NIL people know who you're recruiting? Well, who, how do they, they know. know who to go and... They know, how? but you can't... The coach cannot make the offer. That's how this is. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Well, All right. Thank okay, you, John. Thank you, yep. Appreciate care. the call. Yep. Um... William says about Tebow, where I disagree with you, he wasn't given a fair shake and they refused to build the team around him. 10 and 6 is a starter. Vast majority of those wins were for three quarters. Let's do things that don't fit his strengths. And in the fourth, they were down and they went to a more of a spread look. If they would have been honest and all in, uh, I would agree with you, but that never was the case schematically. Well, like I said, I think now, because of schematics, he would be a better player now than he was then, but I guess that's all speculation. That's our show for today. Thanks to Gator softball coach Tim Walton among our guests. Thanks to James and Jim Bates for being here. Thanks to the high school coaches here. Thanks to Sean for producing the show. We'll do it again tomorrow at noon for a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene. I'm Steve Russell. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville, from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studio, from Studio One at the Worldwide Headquarters of ESPN, and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. I know I'm supposed to talk to you about football, but I got to give you a quick chicken wing update. Uh, this is the most important thing that's happened all day. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. I told you earlier as I prepare for my Super Bowl shindig on Sunday mm -hmm. that uh, I, I, I said, you know, hey, Jay Tim's the best wings by far I've ever had in my life. They're in Connecticut. Uh, Jay Tim's, uh, they're sold out for Sunday. You can't get Super Bowl wings on Sunday or Saturday. And I had a buddy reach out, and I was under the understanding that those wings that you could get on Friday were frozen. So I asked you, should we get frozen wings? Jay Tim's has tweeted me. 
All right. First and foremost, uh, I'll always give JTIMS a shout out because the, the food's amazing. Uh, but most importantly, they actually sent me the deets on the situation. It turns out they are not frozen wings. It's just a cold pack of wings. So they're cooked through and chilled, never frozen, sauces on the side, called the cold wing pack. Now I'm all in. Like sauce on no, the side. No, 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 no. Check I'm this out now. Uh-uh. Check this out. Since they responded and... They understand about Fitz and Harry. You let them know that you're exclusive. <laughs> and even though they're, they're sold out for you, they need to make the wings for you on Super Bowl Sunday. That's how exclusive you are. Wow. Let them know that this is Fitz and Harry nationally on ESPN Radio. And we're mentioning J. Tim's, their restaurant, their establishment. I'm sure so, that... therefore, you shouldn't even have to pay for it either. Uh... They should be willing to cater it. As, for my brother, Jason as, Fitz. As somebody that's been in radio for a minute, I know that I actually...